We Teach Clay, a podcast for ceramic teachers looking to share ideas and to connect. My name is Julie Newman, and I am your host. Welcome back. My next guest and I went to the same high school in Northwest Ohio. When we became Facebook friends a while back, I realized that we were both art teachers. She would post pictures of her student work, of her classroom, and then I noticed a lot of great pictures of her amazing hair colors and her fashion. I was always really impressed with her unique personal style. I bet her students just love her. In this episode, she offers engaging lesson ideas with a confident and encouraging voice. So let's jump into our interview with Lisa Wally. All right, today I am with a special guest, Lisa Wally. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? Just fine. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I was wondering if you could give us a real quick intro of where you are in the nation, uh, what you teach, and your grade level. I am in a northern suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio, and I teach seventh and eighth grade art one. So I teach ceramics, I teach drawing, foundations, color theory, uh, painting, as much as I can possibly squeeze in in a semester course. Great. So you're teaching all different mediums in your Mm -hmm. classes. Yes. Excellent. Cool. Um, how, so we're obviously all dealing with this uh, COVID-19 shutdown of our schools. Um, how is your school responding to this? When did they shut down? What are the kind of terms of your shutdown? Um, you know, I, I'm actually pretty proud of my district and my principal and how they dealt with it pretty swiftly. Um, it w- and it, it, it's amazing to me that it was literally a week ago that at the end of the day, they told the kids, if there's anything personal in your lockers, take it now. I had not heard I'd been teaching all day. I hadn't been on any news or anything. Um, and that's when I found out the Ohio governor decided schools would be closing. So yeah, I think wasn't Ohio one of the first states to, yes. Yeah, we were along with just only a couple that were doing it, and it was very abrupt and sudden. Um, the next day, the students weren't supposed to come in because it was the end of our third quarter and mm-hmm. the teacher work day. Um, but we used that day to meet and just kind of decide, all right, what is this going to look like? And it's amazing to me even now to look back and think about how quickly we all decided the students are already used to the Google suite and using Google classroom. So that's something they were used to. So it was very easy to implement um, a classroom that way. Fabulous. So um, does that mean your students are one-to-one with devices or do they not have technology? That we do have Chromebooks, um, okay. and as is with middle school, they weren't very um, good about taking care of them last year when we were one to one. So we decided let's just have a cart per classroom, and Great. we assign you a number, and that's your Chromebook, and you're responsible for it. Okay. They don't take them home, but they did have access to them during the day at least. Smart. That was probably a good modification. But yeah. now with this, did uh, every student go home with a device? They did not. Now, okay. I, 
and I don't know if it was just an anticipation of my principal, but he had our English department do a survey across the entire building. And the survey basically just asked, what kind of devices do you have, if any, what kind of internet access do you have, if any, just to get a feel for what technology our students had access to, because we do have a um, lower socioeconomic area. Absolutely. Um, and uh, many on free and reduced lunch. And surprisingly enough, at least, I think it came back, maybe 94% said they had access to at least a phone. Wow. Okay. That's great. That's, that's actually really impressive. Yeah. Great. So de then um, uh, do you know what your principal did with that other four, uh, 6%? Did they send a device home with them? Yes. Well, okay. not but what we've done is everything that we post in Google Classroom has to have a paper equivalent um, version. Available. Interesting. Okay. And so we have a little like a lemonade stand set up in front of the school and um, the administration and the clerical staff have been there at all of our buildings in our district. And um, students have been able to come by and get paper copies. And I know that's the case for many districts in my area. That's fabulous. That's great. And, and very interesting. I, my school is one to one. And so I have just continued walking down the same path we always have with Google Classroom, continuing to deliver instruction, but also knowing that my students have these devices at home. Um, my school in, uh, I'm in Los Angeles also offers Wi-Fi hotspots to students that don't have access to internet. So they've done that through the years once we went one-to-one -one because we have uh, a large population that needs assistance. Uh, but it's been kind of interesting to go through this shutdown and to really, we have to take in consideration all of the needs of all of our students. So interesting yes. to hear how other schools and districts are doing that. Yes. So you're very familiar with Google Classroom. You've been using that. What That's what your students are um, used to using. My question is now that we are not face-to-face -face with our students delivering demonstrations and utilizing art materials, what do you want your students to learn now that we're at home? Is that changing? Is it similar? I, I think I definitely am adapting. Uh, just kind of a, a realistic viewpoint that since I can't be with my students and we are as art teachers so hands-on and a visual medium um, I'm aware that sometimes they cannot you know have access to materials or uh, you know some things it doesn't make sense reading it instructions wise depending on you know their style of learning so i'm definitely adapting by having more choice options for them so they can kind of make a choice it's not just here's what you need to do this week they have a couple choices so depending on their level or interest um, and then i am also posting every day uh, just for fun just i want them to stay engaged i want them to just continue thinking creatively if nothing else if they just stay active um, and creative and curious i'm happy that's great that's great so the uh is it clear to the students which assignments are for a grade and which assignments are just for fun 
Yes, what well, we've because my class is actually worth a high school credit, even though I am middle school. Oh, wow. They're allowed to get half a credit towards their high school requirements. So being that it is a credit class, the um, the idea is that they have an assignment during the week that they can complete. And right now I'm telling them to hold on to everything. Our district saying, hold on to it. If we return, great, you can turn it in. If not, I'll get back to you. Um, and it's worth a five point, like a five percentage of their grade. So the idea is nothing is going to hurt them. If they gotcha. don't have access or if they don't, you know, because they're taking care of siblings or right. you know, whatever else they are dealing with. Um, we don't want anything to harm their grade. We want to simply support and lift and not do anything in the other direction. <laughs> right. I know this, this is so complex right now. Like you said, there might be kids that are taking care of all the siblings because mom and dad have to work. Uh, there might be families that are sick that actually have the virus and that are are taking care of each other. Uh, and all of that is going to affect the student's ability to complete this work. Um, what do you, have you guys talked about what you would do if somebody doesn't do any of the work between now and when you return? They'll, will they be provided time to make up that work? The idea is if, um, if we return, they would be given um, a couple weeks to be able to complete the work. And none of the work that we're giving out is overwhelming. Um, I would say all of us, it's maybe for an entire week, maybe one day they could gotcha. really truly, or they could spread it out, but it's nothing to be overwhelming. Excellent. Yes. My district has actually given us, uh, or my school, I'm at a charter school, uh, independent charter, and we have been given uh, time guidelines. So one assignment for the week or the assignments we give should not exceed three hours of work mm -hmm. for the full work week. Uh, and so that I think for teachers, that has been really helpful uh, mm -hmm. so that we can, can gauge because we have to remember they have like for my school, we have six classes. So students have all of that work to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we often are the classroom that students come to to let go, to put their hair down, to um, get mental, emotional support, uh, and basically just to fill up. And so I feel like we have this responsibility to continue that at home. So my question is, have you thought about that? And how will you convey that to your students virtually? Um, I 100% agree, and, and we absolutely are for our students. And the remarkable thing is, you know, you expect your students that are the honors, the right, want straight A's to reach out, and a few of them have, but it's heartwarming to see the students that have reached out to me are the ones that maybe you would not suspect. Wow. And yeah, lots of emails, and we at a staff meeting um, earlier today, all of us kind of our principal wanted to see statistics of who's reached out, students or parents, and not too many parents, which I think that just means we've done a good job of explaining and putting out things um, that they're good, but uh, I had the most students reach yeah. out, the art teacher in the building. Wow. <laughs> tons of emails of just going back and forth, um, asking, checking in. Uh, I, I posted, for instance, the other day as my just for fun about the Chicago Art Museum being all digital yes. that you can walk around. And I had one of my boys who was like, that was really cool. 
And wow. I never would have thought he would That's enjoy amazing. walking around. So responses like that just um, further solidifies our idea that we are that support and that, um, like you said, we fill them up sometimes. And Absolutely. That's I've continued to post those. Here's just something that's fun. Here's just something you might find interesting um, just to keep them again, creative and thinking. Definitely. So anybody uh, who's listening and you're thinking, you know, how am I going to fill, continue to fill these students up? Um, I love that idea of the just for fun idea or the just for fun assignment. So uh, you've got your, your assignments that are for grades. And then we've got these just for fun things like making salt dough or cornstarch dough at home for our ceramics teachers. Uh, and then having your students manipulate that. Uh, this sounds really crazy. I, you can tell that I have small children at home, but my boys love to make mud. And I'm one of those moms that just like, go out, make a mess, I'll hose you off. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> lately in Southern California, we have been, we have had more rain than I think we've had the rest of the year, almost like nine days straight. So once the rain stops, my kids go out, they strip down to their chonies and they just play in the mud. It could be as simple as that, you know, go splash in puddles. And sometimes I think our students need to be invited to have mm -hmm. fun and they almost have forgotten how to do that. So just for fun activities, I love that idea. Yes, I agree. Um, could you give us an example of some of the lesson plan ideas that you've, you've done? I know that you and I have talked before about all of the resources that are out there. So many teachers are sharing and it's fabulous in the Facebook groups. I've been able to find all kinds of ideas that I had never come up with. Um, would you be willing to share ideas maybe that you found or that you've generated yourself, maybe one or two lesson plan ideas that could, um, go out to our greater listening group? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I'm also used to with maybe it's a secondary mindset of students really thinking about why and the purpose of what they're doing. So I have a little bit of a writing piece right. that a lot of times accompanies the projects that they do. So I can kind of, it's not just, Hey, here I made this drawing, but they're also responding and thinking, this is why I developed this idea. This is why I chose the choices I made. So it's almost like a little bit of a critique um, for them to be thinking about. And I have my folder open and um, for instance, one of it is critical comic book cover and they have to develop a character and a backstory and the background has to have different elements of where they're from, what their powers are. So they're mindfully thinking about content mm -hmm. and um, the creative idea process. Another lesson is them picking a subject in drawing or painting in various styles of subject matter. I have, um, as you'd said, a homemade recipe put out to make their own modeling dough using just three ingredients. And I encourage them to make various different shapes and containers using various methods of coil versus pinch versus, um, uh, you know, binding things slabs together to just kind of reinforce some of the things that we've been learning in class. Um, and all of them really are of that thread of just reinforcing and getting them to be curious and uh, nothing that's too new. Um, contour line drawing of shoe design, um, cardboard from cereal boxes cut up and create some different architecture uh, lines, things like that. 
Excellent. Yeah. And it's interesting as you're talking about this, because you teach art one that involves a lot of different medias. And I, as a ceramic teacher, am thinking about your lessons. I'm already thinking, wow, that would be a great uh, intro to a full unit for me. So like your cartoon character, that could be a great thing to start at home now. And then when we return, we could actually sculpt that character out of clay. Um, Mm -hmm. And I find, you know, in my classroom, I'm often teaching the sketching before we're we're coming up with the idea, we're going through process. And so um, kind of trying to brainstorm, this is why I like to talk to other art teachers, because I love what you have to say. And then my brain kind of whittles off in my own kind of dreamland, thinking of how I would use that idea as well. So thank you. Absolutely. Good. Um, There's one thing that I wanted to talk about today um, also that was, this is uh, a quote that I found on uh, Facebook that's been kind of going viral today and yesterday. And it was uh, a post on Facebook by Ken Buck, who is a member of the Lancaster County School Board in South Carolina. There's a lot of Lancaster counties I found when I looked this up. But he wrote this, and um, I think a lot of people have heard this, but if you haven't, it's, it's really special. It says, uh, we gave educators almost no notice. We asked them to completely redesign what school looks like in about 24 hours. Local administrators and teachers, Apollo 13, the problem and fixed it. Kids learning, children being fed, needs being met amidst a global crisis. No state agency did this, no so-called national experts on curriculum, the local educators fixed it in hours, hours. In fact, existing state and federal policies actually created multiple, multiple roadblocks. Local schools figured out how to do it around those two. No complaining, no hand wringing, just solutions and amazing clever plans. It just shows, I think, it, you know, we're educators. We've been doing this our whole life. But for him to say that, how do you feel like when you were given this task? Were you, how did you uh, approach it? Were you shocked? Were you like, this is too big? Or were you like, I got this? I think all of us said we got this. I don't think we had time to have any other reaction than, all right, let's do this. Let's make this happen game on, challenge accepted. I think yeah. every single teacher did that and that's why it was done so well and so swiftly. By the end of our first day, we knew how the kids were gonna get fed. We knew um, how that was going to roll out. We knew um, how the kids were going to access work, how they were going to access work if they did not have technology. So many things that seem so complex and I think that's born from, again, what you said, that's what we do, we're problem solvers. But in addition to being problem solvers, we know the power of community and sharing and accepting help. And through that, we, we got this. That's awesome. Yeah, what a great point. Thank you so much for that. Um, so this time off has presented us with time. Um, partly it's been great to actual, actually lesson plan. I feel like it's been this gift to, um, instead of rush, 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 because I've got grading and I've got to set my classroom for the next day and I've got to clean and I got to fire. Um, I'm at home now. I'm basically lesson planning and then grading. Uh, so I feel like my lessons are actually improving with this time, but I'm trying not to be just focused on school. So my question for you is, what are you doing with all this time now that you have been given this? 
I am definitely trying to think of the silver lining of exactly that. All of those things that I put on the back burner of, I'll do that if I have some time. And now that I've been given that, I'm doing home improvement projects. I'm organizing my home studio. I, um, and I agree with you, my lesson plans are getting richer because I'm, it's forcing me to think outside the box and be creative and be inspired by others. And I brought my clay wheel home and awesome. I'm already thinking about how I can make some little short YouTube videos for students. As I joked with them, I said, just to give you something you know, very satisfying to watch because they love watching me when I'm on the wheel demonstrating because it's satisfying. Absolutely do. <laughs> and I said, I said, and just in case you miss my face <laughs> or you can watch yep. me mess up and make a mistake, yep. um, you know, just to stay connected with them and That's do little fun, goofy video demonstrations of some activities they can do. I've already enlisted my seventh grader that I, that lives with me, that I created myself. <laughs> I told him he's going to be my little assistant and we're going to build an igloo out of cardboard and oh. do some different activities. <laughs> How so, fun. Yeah. I think uh, this is a really good time for us to, if the teacher is willing, to share our more of ourselves, uh, more of our lives. Uh, I know that some teachers want to keep that, uh, I don't know, like the curtain, <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz, but, uh, you know, just picking that open a little bit and showing a little vulnerability, especially in this time of crisis, I think would really mean a lot to our students. I agree. Excellent. Uh, so uh, my last question, just to wrap up, is where can we find you if, if people want to look you up and find your artwork and check out your style because you have exceptional style, um, if you would like to share where we can find you? Sure. Um, well, my, um, my school website that I have created that my students access is Miss Wally's Art Class, M-S-W-A-L-L-E-S, Art Class, at Weebly.com. Excellent. And then I also have a personal website for my own artwork that I do because I do um, commission work on the side and create things for people. And that is the striped shop at weebly.com. Fabulous. Great. I will check those out later. Thank you so much, Lisa Wally. I really appreciate the time that you spent with us today sharing all of these great ideas. Uh, and I just want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love the idea and we all just need to keep reconnecting. What a great chat with Lisa Wally. As we all begin to settle into this safer at home, it's becoming more evident that this might last a little longer than we originally thought. I like how Lisa's suggestions help us think about the layers to our lessons and projects. The Superhero Project can provide several lessons that would carry students through a week or two. I also really appreciate Lisa's We Got This, Game On, Challenge Accepted approach to our new normal. But the thing that really resonated with me was when she said, know the power of community and sharing and accepting help. Very wise advice. Thank you so much, Lisa. So I'm really new at this podcast thing, and I'm working so hard to make this valuable for you, the listener. If you get a chance, I'd really appreciate it if you could go over to Apple Podcasts or to Spotify and subscribe to the podcast. 
I would also appreciate a review or any feedback. You can email me by going to weteachclay.com and fill out the contact form. So with that, I bid you farewell. Stay healthy, friends, and keep connecting. Keep connecting.